Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So for today's episode, I'm actually going to be sharing a portion of a workshop that I did over the summer at a professional women's summit that I actually thought my listeners would really appreciate. So this episode is going to be a condensed part of that workshop session where I give step-by-step guidance on how to find the balance between being busy and being healthy so that you can jumpstart your health and weight loss goal, regardless of where you are in your health journey, whether you want to lose five pounds or 50 pounds, or if you just want to maintain where you are or just feel better from the inside. The tips that I give in this episode will be really helpful, regardless of where you are on your journey. As you listen in and take notes, I want you to keep this in the back of your mind, okay? There is no reason to overcomplicate or overwhelm yourself when it comes to anything having to do with your health journey or your weight loss journey. The key here is making small changes that compound and add up over time. If you try to do everything at once, you're just going to get overwhelmed and that's how we end up falling off the wagon or getting derailed, okay? So just keep in mind that it's the small changes, it's the small wins that add up over time that'll help you reach those big goals that you have, whatever they may be. Now, finding the balance between being busy and being healthy is definitely a little bit tricky. I'm not going to pretend that it isn't. You know, I always say it won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. The important thing here is that you're going to need to make intentional choices. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The intentional choices that you can make starting today so that you can start balancing your busy schedule and still have the ability to make the best and the healthiest choices for yourself and for your loved ones. So when we're busy running a business, a team, a department, a household, it's natural that our own needs and our own health may take a backseat, but it shouldn't be that way. When you prioritize yourself and your health, you show up better in the world. You're a better leader, you're a better parent, you're a better partner, you're a better friend. I mean, think about how you are when you're stressed and frazzled. You're definitely not at your best, right? You're not operating from your highest self, for sure. So today, I'm going to break down the two keys to finding balance. And those two keys are number one, stress management, and number two, time management. So we're going to start with stress management. Now, I do have an episode all about how stress affects our health and our weight. It's episode 13. So if you haven't listened to that, when you're done with this one, you can definitely go check that one out because I go more into detail. I won't go into all of the details today. But basically, I'll give you a a brief summary of how stress affects our, our health and our weight loss journey. It starts with cortisol. So cortisol is the stress hormone that's most commonly out of balance, which then disrupts our other hormones. And it's actually the one that we can address head on with simple lifestyle changes. Your body makes cortisol in response to stress. However, a lot of us are under a constant state of stress, chronic stress, right? Because of what we're dealing with throughout the day, because of all of our responsibilities and just life in general, right? 
So our cortisol gets thrown off as a result of being under chronic stress. So when you have high or dysregulated cortisol levels, they completely throw off your nervous system. And over time, it depletes your happy brain chemicals like serotonin. It disrupts your sleep and it makes your body store fat, particularly in the belly area, which we commonly call belly fat. High cortisol is also linked to PMS, moodiness, food addiction, sugar cravings, and depression. Studies actually show that 50% of people with depression have high cortisol. The root cause of cortisol imbalance is usually a dysregulated HPA, which stands for hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which is your central stress response system. So when the HPA is upregulated, you produce too much cortisol. And this results in feeling like you're constantly racing from one thing to another, feeling wired but tired, being moody and irritable, rapid weight gain, and what's commonly referred to as muffin top. Over time, the HPA can get burned out and then it becomes downregulated. And then you feel a lack of stamina, you feel sad, you find that you're always catching colds, and you may even start experiencing thyroid issues. Since the root cause of a cortisol imbalance is usually the HPA, the key is to reset it and you start with your cortisol. You want to address and manage your stressors and find ways to balance the cortisol in your body. Of course, learning how to manage your stress sounds much easier said than done, but it really is a crucial part of your health and weight loss journey that most people overlook. So how do we balance our cortisol levels? Now, I'm going to share some tips with you, but before that, I actually want to share with you a really quick breathing exercise that we're going to do here together. And once you learn how to do this, it's so simple and you can literally do this anywhere. It takes less than a minute, but it's really, really effective in lowering your stress and your anxiety instantly. It's called the 478 breathing technique, and it's known to help reduce nervousness and stress, calm anxiety, and it can also help you sleep better. It can relieve pain, it can lower blood pressure, it quiets your mind, allowing your ideas and your answers to flow freely and easily, which helps you be more productive, obviously. And because most people are shallow breathers and they hold their breath throughout the day without even realizing it, which actually contributes to stress and tension, this breathing technique that I'm about to show you is really, really useful in helping people become more conscious of their breathing. And it can also really help to clear your mind, minimize feelings of worry, and a lot of other benefits. So this exercise can be done anywhere, at any time. It's quick, and it really, really will help to calm and relax you. And the effects of it are actually cumulative. So the more you do it, the better you'll feel. And again, you can do this anywhere. You can do this when you're in the shower. You can do this before you're about to get out of your car. You can do this in your bed, before and after every meal. Or you can just set an alarm throughout the day to remind you to take a breathing break. Okay? So all you have to do is four consecutive cycles at a time until you get used to it. And then you can work your way up to eight reps at a time. For today's purpose, we're just going to do it one time so that I can show you how to do it. You'll feel how it feels, and then you can take it and use it every day from here on out. So we're just going to start with a deep breath in, and then exhale all of the breath out of your body. So start with an audible exhale to open your lungs and release the tension that you may be holding in your shoulders. With your mouth closed, 
and your tongue pressed gently on the roof of your mouth. I want you to breathe in slowly and deeply through your nose for a count of four on my count. So you're going to breathe in, two, three, four. Hold your breath for a count of seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then exhale through your mouth as if you're blowing out the candles on a birthday cake as slowly as you can for a count of eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So the key with the four, seven, eight technique is that the counting helps to maintain your focus in the moment, which is what mindfulness is in a nutshell. So again, you can repeat this up to four times until you build your way up to doing it eight times in a row. If you want to rewind and try it again, do it a few more times with me guiding you, you can do that. Just remember, you inhale for four counts, hold your breath for seven counts, and then exhale for eight counts. Super powerful, very, very effective, and very simple to do. And that leads me right to my next action step for balancing your stress levels, which is mindfulness. I talk about mindfulness all the time on the show because it is so important. Find a mindfulness practice that you enjoy doing, that you can add to your daily routine, and that you can turn to when you're in a high-stress situation. That is going to be a game changer. This can be meditating for five minutes in the morning, breath work like we just did, yoga, journaling, EFT tapping. And if you haven't already, you can download my five-minute tapping video right on my website, eva.fit. It's just really important that you find something you enjoy doing, something that you're going to be able to be consistent with but also that you build a mindfulness toolkit so that you can easily access it whenever shit hits the fan and also that you can implement as part of your daily routines, your morning routine and your evening routine. That way you're starting and ending your day on a positive note. And again, none of this has to take a long time. Five to 10 minutes of mindfulness every day will compound and you will start to feel the positive impacts quickly. Another thing that you can try for balancing your cortisol is adding B vitamins to your diet with foods like whole grains, meat, eggs, dairy products, legumes, seeds and nuts, dark leafy vegetables, and fruits. You can also add omega-3s to your daily diet, and you can get high amounts of omega-3s from fatty fish, algae, and several high-fat plant foods, including salmon, mackerel, oysters, anchovies, sardines, black seeds, walnuts, and soybeans. Some other techniques to help balance your stress are to limit alcohol and coffee and consider switching to green tea, which contains L-theanine, which is an amino acid that actually reduces stress. Eating dark chocolate is another thing you can do. And unfortunately, I don't mean like a dark chocolate candy bar. You want to go for 80% cacao or higher to get the actual benefits of chocolate. So this is the bitter chocolate. But it's actually been proven to lower cortisol in randomized trials. You can also consider plant medicine. Ashwagandha is an, is an adaptogen that helps to reset cortisol so that it's not too high or too low during the day. And you can easily find ashwagandha in Whole Foods. You can find it in Amazon and it comes in a lot of different um, ways. It comes in pills, it comes in gummies, it comes in powders. So, you know, just experiment with whatever you think will work for you. Quality sleep is another really important thing. If you're super busy, I'm guessing you probably aren't getting the proper amount of sleep that your body needs. And guess what poor sleep does? 
it raises your stress hormones. And I know a lot of busy women live by the adage of I'll sleep when I'm dead. But the reality is that's really, really bad for our health and our stress levels. Only 3% of the population actually does well on less than seven hours of sleep. Odds are that you're not in that 3%, right? So we want to make sure that you're trying to sleep at least seven hours, seven to eight and a half hours each night to help keep your cortisol levels in check. Too much cortisol raises your blood sugar and deposits fat in your body at night. You actually need seven to eight and a half hours of sleep to break through any weight loss resistance that you have going on. Quality sleep is also key in controlling your sugar cravings, stabilizing your mood, and burning fat in your body. Lack of quality sleep can have detrimental effects on your ability to lose weight and to keep the weight off. Poor sleep can also increase your appetite, slow down your metabolism, and it causes your cells to become insulin resistant, which, as I mentioned a little bit ago, it just means more sugar stays in your bloodstream and your body produces more insulin. This makes you hungrier and it tells your body to store more calories as fat. If you struggle with falling asleep, I recommend trying blue light blocker glasses, keeping your electronics out of your room, using a sleep mask, using soothing sounds like raindrops or ocean waves, meditating, even if it's five minutes right before you go to bed, do the 478 breathing technique, right? Any of those things can really help you with achieving a better night's sleep. Now, let's move on to key number two in finding the balance between being busy and being healthy, and that is time management. I cannot tell you how many times I hear, but I'm too busy. I'm too busy to exercise. I'm too busy to eat healthy. I'm too busy to cook. I'm too busy to fill in the blank. I hear it all the time. And I hate to use the cliche that we all have the same 1,440 minutes in a day, but it's true. You can spare 30 of those minutes to move your body. You can spare five of those minutes to focus on your breathing and calm your nervous system because that's really important. You can spare 20 of those minutes to fix a healthy meal because it doesn't take hours and hours in the kitchen to create a healthy meal. It's all about how you manage your time and how you manage your priorities. Time management has always been a struggle for me. So I'm not going to sit here and try to oversimplify this because I have struggled with it for a long time. So I'm going to tell you what's worked for me, because as I'm balancing a corporate executive job and a coaching business and a podcast and a very busy little athlete, time management is something that I have to make a priority. Otherwise, I won't get a damn thing done. So the first thing is you can actually find extra time in your day by being more intentional with your schedule. And this means protecting your calendar, utilizing time blocking techniques where you block out sections of time to focus on one task at a time, scheduling your meals, scheduling your 20 minute walk, scheduling time in between meetings to actually breathe and give yourself a buffer. The most important part here is to honor your commitment to yourself just as you do with your other commitments. So if you put five minute break to breathe in your calendar at 11 a.m., when you see that notification show up on your calendar, you need to treat that just as you would if you had a meeting with a colleague, if you had an appointment you had to go to. It has the same level of importance in your life as any other appointment, if not more important because it's for you. You also want to anchor yourself with your why. 
So episode 23 goes into detail on how to come up with your compelling whys. Take some time and really ask yourself, why do you want to be healthy? Why do you want to lose weight? Think about it and write it down. Get really, really specific. Write down all your reasons and then ask why again. And keep questioning your reasons until you're crystal clear on your why and you really feel it in your heart. Your why has to be powerful and compelling. Otherwise, you will find a reason to bypass your goals when life gets busy. That's what so many of us do. Other things become more important and next thing you know, you forgot about yourself. That's why your why is your anchor. So if I were to screenshot your why and send it to you, When you're feeling discouraged or when you're ready to give up on your goals, your why should be so specific and so powerful and so compelling that seeing it pop up in your phone or seeing it in a notebook or on a post-it note or wherever you want to put it should snap you right out of your self-doubt and your self-sabotaging moments and redirect you. Like, you know what? That's right. I'm doing this because whatever your why is. Your why will be what makes you find 30 minutes out of your day to prioritize your health, to prioritize yourself. The second way to manage your time better is establishing routines. A morning routine and an evening routine to bookend your day will really help you be productive. It'll help you add small healthy habits to your day and it'll help you prepare your body for the rest that it needs. And again, this doesn't have to be complicated. For example, one healthy habit that I think everybody needs to implement is drinking enough water every day because most people don't, right? So you can easily add water to your morning routine. Drink 16 to 32 ounces first thing in the morning before you drink your coffee, before you drink your tea. So if your daily water intake is 64 ounces and you drink 32 first thing in the morning, you're already halfway at your goal before your day's even started. I also highly recommend journaling for so many reasons. I'm going to do a separate episode on journaling very soon, but you can journal as part of your evening routine so that you're not going to bed with a racing mind, which will obviously impact your sleep. Or you can journal first thing in the morning to help you start your day with a fresh mind. This could be a five minute thought download. Doesn't have to be an essay. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to look pretty. It's just you taking whatever's happening in your mind, whatever thoughts you're having, whatever you're, you're going through and putting those thoughts on paper. There is so much power to getting the thoughts out of your head and putting them on paper. Episode 28 is all about how to set up a simple and effective morning routine in case you want to go back to that, in case you don't feel like you have an effective morning routine. I go a lot more in detail in that episode about what I do and the things that I've seen with my clients that are really effective for them as well. Okay, so we talked about how to navigate the busyness. Now let's talk about what is healthy, which is a question that I get all of the time. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I'm not going to tell you that in order to be healthy, you need to follow a strict diet or never eat the foods that you like ever. I'm just not. But let's start with some of like the common things that I, I hear all the time, right? For example, diet foods. People always ask me, should I be eating diet foods? Are diet foods healthy? Those 100 calorie snacks, low fat foods, no fat foods, diet sodas. And the answer is no. Diet foods are not healthy. They have a ton of hidden ingredients and chemicals like artificial sugars that actually confuse your body and make you crave foods even more. So I caution you to stay away from diet foods and instead opt for whole foods as much as you can. 
The easiest way to remember this is that if the food is made in a laboratory, it's probably not healthy. So just try to eat more foods that come from the earth and less foods that are man-made. And eating healthier is going to require you to cut out heavily processed foods. And this includes frozen dinners, sodas, donuts, baked goods, candy, sugary breakfast, chips. Heavily processed foods also contain artificial ingredients like preservatives, colorants, fake flavorings, and chemicals. And you do not want to be consuming chemicals that is not healthy. So if your goal is to be healthier, those are some things that you're going to have to take into consideration. This in and of itself will cut out a significant amount of sugar and you will start feeling lighter very quickly. Meal planning is another very simple thing that can save you a lot of time when you're really busy. I don't mean meal prepping, right? Meal prepping is when you chop vegetables and prepare boxes and bento boxes and stuff. I don't teach that because I don't do that. (laughs) But if it works for you, it works for you, okay? I recommend using a meal planning app. It will generate a grocery list for you. And that way you don't have to sit and write down a grocery list. I also highly recommend ordering your groceries online. So that not only are you saving time, because I don't know about you, but like I really don't like going to the grocery store and standing in those long lines. I just there's so many other things I could be doing. (laughs) So I avoid the grocery store as much as I can. I either get them delivered or I get them brought out to my car. And that's just what works for me because I don't have time to be in the grocery store for an hour. I just don't. Those are small things that you can implement, right? That help save you time. And also the thing is, if you're ordering your groceries in advance, you're a lot less likely to get things like, you know, put things in your cart that you probably should not have, right? That you, like some of those processed foods and artificially flavored foods that we walk past and we're like, oh, this looks like, some, you know, I'm a little hungry. Let me grab these chips, right? Um, you're less likely to do that if you're doing your grocery shopping online as well. When it comes to your kitchen, make sure that you have the tools you need to make cooking simpler. I enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy being in the kitchen for a long time. So I have all of the gadgets, right? Chopper, uh, crock pot, vegetable steamer, air fryer, all of these things. And I use them to make my time in the kitchen more efficient so that I'm not spending hours and hours and hours in the kitchen making these elaborate meals. I don't have time to make elaborate meals. You don't have to. Healthy meals don't equal elaborate gourmet meals. Actually, a lot of healthy meals are very, very simple to make. So simplify your time in the kitchen. That way you don't have to dread cooking, right? That way it doesn't have to feel like such a chore when it's time to make a meal. Another really effective strategy to eat healthier is the crowding out concept. And I taught that in episode four. But the concept of crowding out refers to the natural process that happens when you add more of the good stuff first. So the more healthy foods you add to your existing diet, the less room you'll have for junk and the more sensitive your palate will become to ultimately appreciate a greater variety of healthy ingredients. You literally crowd out the unhealthy foods until you reach a balanced diet that is sustainable and makes you feel good. So you start by eating more vegetables. Experiment with different flavors, colors, healthy recipes, and then you make note of what you like and what you don't like. And you add the things that you do like to your regular repertoire when you're meal planning. See how they're connected there. You also want to look for healthy alternatives to your favorite foods. Because once you start looking, you're going to be amazed at how many foods are both healthy and delicious. So if you have a sweet tooth, try dark chocolate instead of conventional candy bars. 
If you like savory chips, try sweet potato chips instead. If you crave pasta, maybe try rice noodles, right? Just swapping out a healthier option will not only expand your palate, but also you're going to start to notice how differently your body responds to foods that are more natural, to foods that are more whole, and to foods that are generally healthier for you. Small steps make a huge difference. Try a new vegetable every time you get your groceries or toss out three unhealthy things from your pantry every week from the list of unhealthy foods that I mentioned a little bit ago. If you approach all of this with an open mind and with an intention of true wellness, you will naturally start to crowd out anything in your life that really doesn't fit. And this goes beyond food, but we'll talk about that another day. (laughs) Being healthier also means addressing your sugar intake. You want to cut out added sugars for sure, because what happens is too much sugar can make you gain weight. Foods with a lot of added sugar tend to be high in empty calories, which can cause weight gain, and too much sugar also impacts your blood sugar and your hormone levels. High sugar diets contribute to prolonged elevated blood sugar, insulin resistance, and leptin resistance, all of which are linked to weight gain and excess body fat. Foods that are high in sugar also tend to be less filling because they're generally low in protein and fiber, which are nutrients that are essential for keeping you feeling full and satisfied. Foods that are high in sugar may cause you to overeat because sugar affects your appetite-regulating hormones and reward centers in your brain, which can cause you to eat more than you intended to eat. And then obviously sugar is linked to obesity and chronic disease. So if your goal is weight loss, you do have to cut down on your sugar intake for sure. Another important element to what is healthy is a mindset shift when it comes to food. This is something that I talk about often, but a big mindset shift for some people is the idea that food is just fuel. We often give food way more power than it actually needs, and that's how it becomes a friend or an enemy or something that you can't control yourself around, when in reality, it's just food. We have to depersonalize it. The purpose of food is for fuel. It's not for comfort. It's not even for taste. Even though it does help if it tastes good, it's just fuel. It doesn't really have to taste good. It just needs to give you the energy that your body needs. And this is how you're able to make food neutral. So if you have a complicated relationship with food, this is a really good place to start. It's just reminding yourself food is just fuel. It's a neutral thing. It's what my body needs to use for energy. That is the purpose of food in my life. Another thing is shifting your mindset around exercise. You know, when you're really busy, you don't have time to spend hours at the gym. And the great news is you don't need to spend hours at the gym. There's a huge misconception out there that in order to lose weight, you need to run three miles a day or you need to do cardio for an hour. And this is what keeps a lot of people from actually starting. It's just not true. In fact, long bouts of cardio can actually make your stress hormone kick into high gear in order to protect you from perceived danger. And by protecting you, what it does is hold on to body fat. So this doesn't apply to everyone, but for a lot of people, especially for women, because we tend to store fat in certain areas like our midsection and our thighs when we're under high stress, If you notice that you're doing a lot of cardio and your body fat is going up, 
it may be because your body just thinks you're under attack and therefore holding on to fat to keep you safe. So I recommend trying high intensity interval training with weights. It combines cardio and strength training and you can get a great workout in about 30 minutes or less. I also highly recommend a rebounder, which is a mini trampoline. You don't need a lot of space for it. It's low impact. It boosts your lymphatic drainage. It boosts your immune function, which is very important. Plus, it's good for your skeletal system and it increases your bone mass and helps to improve your digestion. It has a whole lot of benefits. And the beauty of it is you don't have to do it for a long time. I use it for like 10 minutes a day with light hand weights and it's really effective, you know. I'm not able to really run because of my knees. So anything that's lower impact works best for someone like me. And so I recommend looking into that if that's something that you're interested in. But the point is working out for an hour plus every day or even every other day, it's just not necessary. You can get a very, very good and very effective workout in about 30 minutes. And I'll be talking more about my exercise program and everything that I do in the coming weeks as I start preparing for my online weight loss course, which is coming up in January. So stay tuned for that. So I hope that you're able to see that balancing a busy life and also prioritizing your health can be done. Yes, it takes effort. Yes, it takes intention. And yes, it takes shifting priorities, but it's not impossible or complicated. Just start small. Small wins compound over time. Choose one technique or one strategy that I talked about today, focus on that first, and just build from there. And once it becomes a habit for you, just keep adding something else to it. The bottom line is, don't give up on yourself. Keep going. Give yourself grace. And you will start to notice positive changes. That's all for today. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.